Hello and welcome to Blue Noise, the Birmingham City podcast brought to you from us here at Birmingham Live. My name is Brian Dick, the Birmingham City writer, and uh, none of you will need reminding that Blues are one part of a five-team championship nerve shredder this weekend as the season reaches an altogether too dramatic conclusion. Blues missed out on the chance to secure their second-tier status at Queen's Park Rangers last Saturday. A 3-1 defeat jeopardising their second-tier status for at least another week and hopefully not decisively. Uh, They placed Fulham at home on Sunday knowing a win against a form team in the division would do the job. However, should they slip up again, there are a host of clubs looking to snatch their place in the lifeboat. Reading, Barnsley, Burton and Bolton join Blues in the gripping finale. We take a look at the form lines and the worry worry lines that are developing across the five clubs and we hear from reporters at each of Blue's relegation rivals. First up are Reading, who are 50 to 1 outsiders to go down. They're just above Blue's at the moment, but who are battling with the psychological scars of Saturday's 4 0 drubbing by Ipswich. First, we hear from Jonathan Lowe at Get Reading. Thanks, thanks for joining me, Jonathan. Um, can you just run me through the Ipswich game uh, last Saturday? Because I understand uh, Reading were. We're nil-nil with 20 minutes to go and, and, and they just seem to collapse. What what happened there, Jonathan? Yes, yeah, it was very much fell apart for the final 20 minutes or so. Um, first hour or so was pretty um, even, um, nothing really to, to separate the two sides. But then, in the, in, if you considered the first goal just after the 70th minute, I think, and, um, yeah, they just completely fell apart. Defensively, no shape, no organisation. It was a bit of a makeshift back four because... Omar Richards' left-back had to go off, so that meant Chris Gunter had to go to left-back. Uh, Thiago Lori, centre-back, went to the right-back position, and Tommy Alfred came on, who's uh, he's only just recovered from a, a lengthy knee injury. So um, it was, as I say, a bit of a makeshift back four, but um, I don't think that's uh, an excuse, really. It was, uh, it was just really shocking. They, they obviously went to, had to try and get back into the game, but caught on the counter-attack, and it was sort of um, mistake after mistake, which led to... Easy chances for Ipswich, and they converted all of them. And um, I mean, it possibly wasn't quite a four-nil game, but um, because um, two of the goals came in the last uh, last few minutes of stoppage time, but overall, Reading were totally outplayed in that final twenty minutes and, and deserved to lose the game. What What's the mood there now, now Jonathan? Uh, I mean, Paul Paul Clement was very critical afterwards. I guess the concern is that that um, that, that that's that's psychologically damaging that defeat. What what would you say the mood is at the moment? Yeah, I mean I think everyone's pretty despondent, and it's uh, but the thing is it's not nothing really new this season. There's been uh, a week after week of disappointing results and performances, and somehow they've they really seem to got away with it this season with teams being below them in the table. There's always been about five or six teams below them, and um, for all the full Reading faults, they've somehow managed to club enough points together and. Um, keep a bit of a distance between themselves and the, and the relegation zone. So um, I think from a fan's perspective, they're all pretty um, despondent, certainly not expecting them to get anything from Cardiff on Sunday, and uh, myself included, and I think it'll be down to the other results, and I'm, I think it's going to have to take a pretty uh, a freak from the results for Reading to go down now, but obviously the, the possibility is still there, and um, I think everyone's just kind of keeping their fingers crossed and Hoping that uh, say they get over the line this uh, this Sunday and then have a, a real uh, rethink of things over the summer. Yeah, uh, the, the things seem to improve when when Yap Stam left. 
Um, was it, or from the outside looking in, things seem to improve. Is that is that a fair observation, or or is that a little bit misleading? Yeah, I mean there was a slight upturn in results. I mean, Clement got two wins in the draw in his first three home games, so that was roughly better from what they had before he came in. That was a run of one win in eighteen. Understand uh, in the final months. Understand. So obviously something had to change, and this was the last opportunity given. There was a international break, and Clement had a bit of extra time to to work with them. Uh, his first game against QPR, QPR absolutely battered them. And um, Reading scored, I think it was about 20 minutes ago, and even QPR had a penalty in the last minute, which they missed, which is probably turning point in the season, really, because had they scored that, I don't think Reading would have uh, recovered from it. But, but they managed to um, grind out the 1 0 win, and they got another win against Preston a couple of weeks later, and that um, gave them a bit of confidence and a bit of breathing space for the final few games. But um, I think it's been three, three defeats in four now, so um, they've, they've very much limping over the line. Mm. So, and um, kind of the Ipswich game was kind of reminiscent of uh, bad old days of Stan, as they say, just being really disorganised at the back, mistake after mistake, yeah. no creativity going forward, and um, just a recipe for the disaster, really. So, just to summarise, then, you, 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 you don't expect much from Cardiff, but you, you do expect a little bit of help from maybe St Andrews or, or, um, or Derby or, or Preston, some, something like that. Yes, I think so. I think certainly uh, Bolton can't catch them because of the goal difference. So I think it, it realistically between Barnsley and, and Burton. And fortunately for for Reading, they're they're playing against teams who need to get results as well. Um, and, and like Reading as well. So I'm not expecting. Uh, I think it, so it's got to be a, a few few wins for the other side and and Reading to um, to not pick up anything as well. And, and obviously Burton could. could well, that was Jonathan Lowe from Get Reading, who's clearly pinning his hopes on the fact that uh, Reading have enough points in the bag so far. Certainly, they wouldn't want to be relying on their form, which, as we hear, uh, they appear to have taken a bit of psychological damage with that 4 0 beating by Ipswich. Next up, we move to Barnsley, who moved out of the relegation zone with a totally unexpected 2 0 win over Brentford last time out. The Tykes are away to Derby this weekend. Let's hear from them. So I'm here with uh, Doug O'Kane from the Barnsley Chronicle. Um, Doug, can you cast your mind back to Saturday for us? I, I think everyone around the country was surprised uh, the, at the fact Barnsley beat, beat uh, Brentford. Um, was it a surprise to you? Um, yeah, I think that was definitely an element of surprise. Obviously, the two teams coming into the game, they've been... Uh, Huge difference in form. Difference in form. Um, Brentford won four out of five. Barnsley won three and thirty, going all the way back to uh, November. And obviously there was massive pressure on them because they knew they possibly could have gone down that day if they'd lost or drawn. And Bolton had had won. Um, the sort of mood in the build-up was uh, kind of you could tell the the manager and the chief executive I spoke to a few days earlier they kind of were, were very worried uh, they were saying all the right things but you could tell there was a real doubt there sort of doubts about what was going to happen with with the club and uh, obviously it looked a really tough um, tough last two games Brentford and Derby to get probably four to six points to, to stay up but um, after the first sort of eight or nine minutes when Brentford were the better team and you thought here we go again um, Kiefer Moore crossed from the left, it went in the top corner and from that moment Barnsley 
never really looked back. Brentford were really, really poor on the day, and Barnsley should have really scored quite a few more goals. And obviously, it's now taken them out of the relegation zone and completely opened up the whole uh, race for survival. Yeah. Well, what's the view or what's the feeling at Oakwell now then? Because, as you as you sort of implied there, it. it I think everyone assumed that you you guys were done and dusted, but now you're out of the relegations over what one game to go. What what, how, yeah. What what are the confidence levels like? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's been a massive boost for the for the team. There they're um, going to really believing now. Um, it's obviously a, a tough game, derby away, um, and we sort of were, we were there five years ago at, at Huddersfield Town when um, Barnsley. Went in a very very similar position uh, with loads of five, five or six clubs uh, battling for to stay up, and uh, they drew two two. Um, it was a crazy day, and uh, Peterborough conceded on the last minute, and uh, that kept Barnsley up after the goalkeeper uh, Luke Steele kept the ball at his feet with neither side trying to uh, play for the last three minutes, which was controversial, but a big moment, big memorable moment for the club, and they were, I. I would have thought it's probably going to be a similar day to that with lots of checking of phones is this team winning is that team winning what do what the bars need to do uh, kind of situation um, and it, it's going to be tense obviously if they go there and get get a big win uh, or, or get, just get a win at, at Derby then that will uh, you know, uh, negate all of that and they'll definitely stay up it's a big ask because obviously Derby are a very good team and they need to point themselves to guarantee the place in the playoffs so it's going to be a tense game but yes it's a massive confidence boost to be in Brentford and it's given them a, a sort of second life which uh, I don't think a lot of fans probably didn't think they'd have and I'm going to put you on the spot here, here Doug what what do you expect this weekend I know there's so many variables at play but how, how do you see it unfolding tough one I think it's really hard I'd probably say I'm sort of 60-40 to saying that Barnsley will stay up um, and I think they might get a draw at Derby, and we should possibly suit both teams. And then uh, I can't really see both Bolton and Burton overtaking them. It's, it is possible, but I think I think that'll be the case. That's the most likely thing that I can see. Possibly a draw for Barnsley, and then maybe um, Bolton uh, not being able to beat uh, Forest, and possibly uh, probably Burton finding it hard at Preston as well. They were obviously battling for the top six, so I think possibly they all three could draw maybe and they all one of them could slip up, but I think Barnsley might just get away with it, but it's like I said, it's, it's on a knife edge really. Thanks for that, Doug. Of course, Gary Rowards could do Blues a huge favour this weekend if his derby beat Barnsley. A real test of how willing he is to do that will come if the results are going a Rams way. How desperate will he be to beat Barnsley? Clearly, he's going to look after his own result first. Next, we, go to, uh, we get a Brewers perspective as they head to Deepdale to face Preston, who are chasing Derby for that playoff place. They do so on the back of last weekend's 2-0 win in their do-or-die encounter with Bolton. Well, I'm joined by uh, Joshua Murray from the Burton Mail here. Um, I guess, Josh, mood at the Prelly Stadium is surprisingly buoyant, isn't it, after the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's, it's funny in football how, how quickly things change, isn't it? Um, yeah, just a few weeks ago, they were... They were... You know, battered five 0 at home by by Hall City, and and that left them seven points adrift with four games to go. And there was a really flat feeling around the Pirelli, and you know everybody was was writing them off, and, and it looked as if 
you know that uh, any chances of that great escape had gone. But um, but one win against against you know rivals Derby from down the road just sort of changed everything, and there was a renewed belief. And and as you say, you know it's, it's three wins on the bounce now. The fans, you know, full of full of belief, full of confidence. The players, you know, the, the, the same. And uh, and whilst it's still not technically in their hands. Um, you know, if you'd have offered them this, this situation uh, a few weeks ago or, or most of the time this year when, they, when they've struggled to perform at times, they'd, they'd have taken it. Yeah, talk me through the Bolton game, Josh, bri- briefly. It seems it seems that you just... Burton wanted it more than Bolton, from what, what I've read. Yeah, I mean, that's what, certainly what, what Phil Parkinson said. Um, I mean, it was, it was sort of a, a bit of a cagey opening 15-20, but, um, but as soon as Burton got ahead, um, Hope up in the, in the 28th minute, um, you know, they, they, they took total control, really, which you know surprised me. Obviously, it was a day where Burton could have been relegated if, if Bolton won. Um, but yeah, Burton, Burton sort of again looked confident, um, and then a second goal straight after obviously gave him that, that bit of breathing space. And um, although Bolton had a little spell after after half time, the Brewers were, were rock solid at the back, and, and probably should have scored more if it, if it weren't for Ben Eich in, in the Bolton goal. So it was you know it was, it was as well as they played recently, and, and I suppose summed up again that that sort of renewed belief and, and the fact that. Maybe they might pull this off. Yeah, I, I, last time I saw you guys, there was a li- there was a little bit of uh, it was at St Andrews, just yeah. drawn one one. There was a little bit of rumbling around, around Nigel Clough and and a few food Burton fans sort of questioning his position. Is that still the case, or is everyone behind him again now? I, I think you know the, the, the general consensus is. is Say that, that everybody's behind him, behind the team, and, and, and what they might be able to achieve. Um, certainly, you know, after the whole game, um, again, as I say, when they, when they lost 5 0, there was some frustration. You know, Burton went seven months um, this year without a win at home. Obviously, that is a, you know, an abysmal run in, in any league, really, and, and so there was some frustration from, from some fans. But I think, the, again, that the overall consensus has always been remembering the context, remembering where, where Burton are, how much they're punching above their weight. Um, and, and I suppose the only way really to change any opinion is, is to get results, and they've done that in the last three weeks. You know, Nigel Clough has said before they've been close to those sorts of results for a while, um, and now they've actually sort of brought those through. Um, the feeling around the club is, is very, very positive again, and, uh, and as we say, you know, that, that's the way they'd, they'd want it heading into Saturday. And um, how do you go to the Preston game now, Josh, with, with hope or expectation or trepidation? As I'm sure you know, all of the five teams down there, it's going to be a nervy one, isn't it? I think you'll have one eye on the pitch and the other eye sort of following the other scores. But uh, I mean, Nigel Clough said ahead of the Bolton game, you know, that they have always you know, they've had to keep their, their feet on the ground because some people now with the momentum they're building are saying, oh, you know, it's destined to get this great escape, but it's still technically out of their hands, so that there can be no great expectations. I think they'll go there with the same mentality they've had for the last three. Um, saying, you know, look, we, we just have to keep ourselves in with a fight and, and that's what they'll look to do. They'll know, obviously, that Preston have got a lot to play for as well and so it's going to be nervy on both sides. Um, and then as the afternoon goes on and the scores sort of start drifting in from elsewhere, then, then they'll react accordingly. But um, whatever happens on Saturday, I think the feeling is they've put up a great fight from where they were a few weeks ago. You know, that, that game at Birmingham, as you say, that floored them, that last-minute equaliser. And they, they look a different side again now, so full of confidence and... Uh, and that's the position they, they want to be in. But well, I suppose we'll, we'll see what happens sort of come to our 30 on Sunday. And what, what, what do you expect, mate, on Sunday? I, I, asking you the impossible question there. What, what, what do you expect to happen? How, how do you see the relegation picture panning out? I, 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 it's so hard to call. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 result, the, the one that really matters for, for Burton, obviously, otherwise, other than their own, is, is Derby Barnsley. Because um, you know, Barnsley are the team right above them who they have to sort of better their result. And obviously Derby are the team that Preston are trying to catch. If Derby can get an early lead at Pride Park and that filters through at Preston, then you, you think maybe you know that might deflate Preston a bit and he could obviously urge Burton on. So 
it, it may be that just as much as what Burton and Preston are doing themselves, it, it will be what's happening at Pride Park that will affect them. And I think if that happens, Burton will really grow into it. But, um, you know, besides quality of Preston, they're such a strong team to, to break down. You feel that if they can get the, the early breakthrough, and, you know, the Brewers are just going to have to go hell for leather. Listening to Josh there, it makes you grateful for the fact Blues have their destiny in their own hands. It would be utterly deflating to put in a great performance and get the result only to learn that it counted for nothing. That's the situation Bolton are in as well. And we hear from the Macron Stadium where the feeling is considerably less upbeat. Bolton fans remonstrated with Phil Parkinson after their Burton defeat. But having seen Birmingham City produce a Macron miracle a few years ago, they're hopeful for one of their own. Right, so I'm joined by Mark Isles, the uh, Bolton Wanderers correspondent at the Bolton News. Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Um, Can you run through uh, last Saturday? I think uh, everyone... Uh, from the outside, from from the outside looking in, viewed that as a pivotal, potentially decisive fixture. Are you? Yeah. Is that the way yeah. you view it now? It certainly feels that way, Brian. To be honest, I think the way that uh, the Bolton totally capitulated at Burton just had a, a kind of a smack of a, a relegated club. Um, obviously, spoken these parts open. That isn't the case, and that the other teams can do them favours on the final day of the season. But I think the way that they played there was. Quite unexpected, really. The one thing they haven't lacked for the Phil Parkinson is character, um, and that was a performance of very little character. The uh, you know Burton, all credit to them for the, for the way they went about it. They they bullied Bolton off the park, and not in a bad way. They, they were stronger. They were first to everything, um, and from a Bolton perspective, it was a very worrying sign. You've lost six of your last seven, all right? And saying that, what you, you seem you seemed well set two months ago. What what's happened in since then? Genuinely, uh, you know, people are really struggling to put, you know, one particular quality on it because uh, after beating Aston Villa 1-0 before the international break, I think everybody thought, you know, maybe a couple of wins and they're over the line. Um, it certainly hasn't turned out that way. They haven't looked close to winning the game. They struggled for goals. They only scored three in seven games. Um, you know, they're completely deflated. Uh, now, you can't point to one thing. I think, you know, the manager is obviously getting slack because of selection issues. That's always the case. I think when teams lose games, um, you can look at the ownership and say, did they invest enough in the playing staff and probably say no. Um, there's been a couple of sort of in-house things as well that, uh, you know, messages that have been put out by the club that have been uh, perhaps a bit ill-judged. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a mixture of things, but ultimately the, the players have just not performed and, and I think they shoulder a great way to responsibility. Can you uh, make a case for picking up three points this, this Sunday? Well, it's football, isn't it? And football has a strange habit of surprising people. I remember... Um, sitting with one of your predecessors and talking about a Birmingham game at uh, Bolton Wanderers uh, a few years back and uh, uh, and him saying there's absolutely no chance whatsoever the Blues are staying up. Um, you know, it was it was all doom and gloom and yet, you know, an incredible afternoon at the, the Macron that day and, uh, you know, Birmingham managed to survive by the skin of the teeth. Cadiz uh, with that, that famous late goal. So, hey, you know, anything can happen in football. Um, you know, fi- final days have a, a strange way of, of, of creating strange results. So I think from a bomb perspective, it's just hoping it's one of those magical days. Uh, and I'm going to put you on the spot here now, Mark. What, what, what do you expect to happen across the, across the division this, uh, this Sunday? Um, I think from a Bolton perspective, I don't think they should expect favours. I do actually genuinely fancy them to beat Nottingham Forest, and that's not going to be putting a positive hat on. Um, 
you know, I just hope it can get favours elsewhere. I don't think they can expect them. I think the way that Burton played the other day, I don't think uh, they look like they're going to lose they, that particular game. Um, you know, whether Birmingham gets sucked into it, I, I very much doubt it. I think possibly we're looking at uh, a Barnsley maybe getting dragged in and, and, and Bolton, you know, uh, maybe going with them. But uh, I hope it's not the case. But I, I do fear that uh, that Burton maybe would be the ones that sneak out of it. And that was Mark Isles from the Bolton News. Thanks to Mark for that. Uh, turning to Birmingham City, uh, it's a very difficult balance for how they approach this game. Obviously, Fulham are dangerous, um, but they've also they've got a live fixture themselves as well. They, they will be mindful of what's happening at Cardiff, uh, who they'll be trying to pit for automatic promotion. I think the way Blues approach this game is going to be dictated by the fact that the match is a sellout. The club have opened areas of the stadium that have, have been effectively mothballed for three years. That, to me, demands a positive approach from Blues. The fact Fulham also probably have to win to have any chance of going up automatically might help Blues too. Um, they, they, if they have to attack, that will hopefully leave gaps for them to exploit. But obviously, the presence of players like Sessegnon, Mitrovic and Kearney is a huge concern. As regards how I see it going on Saturday, I wouldn't, on Sunday, I would never back against a full St Andrews and a motivated City, Birmingham City team. As long as the players aren't fearful and passive, I, I would expect them to get a result. I think a point would effectively secure guarantee, guarantee safety, sorry, uh, because it's, in di- it's difficult for me to envisage Burton and Barnsley both winning away from home against playoff hopefuls. It wouldn't surprise me at all, though, if Bolton do beat Nottingham Forest. Well, that's everything from this edition of Blue Noise. Thank you for your attention. Thank you to our contributors for giving up their time as well. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you found it informative and not too worrying. And we'll know next time we're back on Blue Noise next week exactly what has happened this weekend. Whatever it is that has happened, I'm sure you don't need me to remind you to keep right on. Blue Noise.